welcome to Pops and Kisses, a music podcast where you hear from the artists that you love. I'm your host, Kevin Coffey, and I'm really excited for this episode. Recently, I sat down with Norman Blake from Scottish alt-rock band Teenage Fan Club. Teenage Fan Club's new album, Endless Arcade, is set to release April 30th on Merge Records here in the U.S., and it's their first since the departure of co-founder Gerard Love. And I sat down with Norman to talk about embarking on a new record with different but familiar personnel, recording it in Hamburg before the pandemic, and then spending extra time perfecting the record, and a whole lot more. Real quick, I want to remind you that you can listen to the Pops and Hisses podcast and find music news, reviews, and interviews at popsandhisses.com. But right now, I'm really excited for you to hear from Norman and Teenage Fan Club. Let's get into it. Well, thanks for doing this. I'm excited to talk to you today. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Yeah. 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 So um, how's it been going during this pandemic? What have you guys been doing? I mean, there's no shows to play. Sure. You guys finished the well, album before. So, yeah, well, you know, we, we actually we had finished the recording. So um, for the early part of the lockdown last year, we were mixing. We mixed the, uh, Raymond, Raymond from the band's home. He's got a sort of decent set of speakers and a sort of very fairly good um, home studio setup. Uh, and we so we mixed it there over a, you know the course of a few weeks. So that gave us something to do at the start of the, <laughs> the lockdown. Um, but yes, yeah, since then not much. And uh, I think it's about a year and a half since we played a show. So that's probably the longest we've gone without you know performing live. Uh, so it's been frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, thirty, year, 30 years or more. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. So that. So, but but the great thing is, though, and we were lucky that we did get, get to finish the album uh, before this happened, because of course studios have been closed. So yeah. anyone else who was, if we'd been planning to make the album a little later, then it would have been we wouldn't have done anything, and we'd still be waiting. And there are, we know, we've got some friends who are in that situation, who haven't, who you know, well, Camera Obscura, and um, we're supposed to be. Uh, uh, going into the studio um, last January, uh, March or whatever, you know, had to cancel uh, uh, because, uh, you know, so that's been awful for them. But, you know, I'm sure they'll get in soon. Things are yeah. starting to change. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's really good for you guys. It's got to be weird to just be waiting, especially when you <laughs> you had the album done and now here you are, what, Yeah. more than a year after that, uh, finally. And it's been delayed yeah. since too, so you're still waiting for it to come out. Yeah, what there was, there was a manufacturing issue. But yeah, it's unusual for us. We're normally right up against the deadline and beyond. Yeah. That's normally our, our modus operandi. We're like, ah. Um, but this time, no, we were ready months before. It didn't mean that we could sort of make sure that we were really happy with the mixes. So that was good, you know. Yeah, that's uh, Yeah. So three weeks to go until the record. I think just over three weeks now until it finally sees the light of day and we can move on to some, start thinking about something else. Yeah. Which, would be uh, potentially the first shows, um, which so we have some shows booked in for, I think mm-hmm. one for August and 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 some shows in September. So it looks like they're going to happen. Hopefully. That's really good. Have you guys even rehearsed or played together? I'm guessing probably not. Well, we haven't. No, we did. We've made a couple of uh, video clips, so we all got got together for that, which meant that we played one song you know, sort of silently with playback or sort of acoustically on electric guitars uh, about 60 times. So we've done that twice. Um, but we... Um, it's got that one down. Yeah, yeah. That, well, it did give us the opportunity to sort of try and work out what we played on the recordings. So, no, we've got... Um, we're planning to book a rehearsal studio fairly soon. And I think things are starting to open up here. So I think those should be, be opening in about a month. 
Yeah. Uh, so we'll we'll try and get in there regularly and maybe we'll get together at least once or twice a week. Yeah. So that's great. We're looking forward to that. That's really great. Um, yeah, things here are, well, in a lot of places in the States, they were just open for no reason. <laughs> yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah. Kind of thing, but uh, more and more people are getting vaccines and stuff, so uh, yeah, yeah, it yeah. feels a little more comfortable to be around people, which is... No, yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, and more and more people are being vaccinated. So we're, I, th- I don't think we're... I mean, I'm, I'm the eternal optimist, so I don't think we're too far away from this. The the, the really wor- well, we, the worst part of this is definitely behind us now, yeah. you know? Um, it just depends. Or it's all really now down to how long it takes for things to open up again. Mm-hmm. I think things will actually, once people start feeling safer outside, things will happen pretty quickly. And it won't take us too long to get look at be looking at this from a, a distance and for things to be relatively back to normal. I'm hopeful yeah. that that's how it will be. Yeah. I'm looking forward to concerts. I just haven't been to a live oh. show in so mm-hmm. long to watch one. Uh, a friend yeah. of mine was talking about feeling the bass drum in your chest. Yeah, there is that. Feeling you don't even think about it until you haven't felt it for so long. Exactly, so. music at that volume. And for us on stage, the same thing, yeah. you know, just not being able to turn an amplifier up and play with the band. Um, because, you know, we enjoy that, you know, it's um, right. and, and we'll be missing that. So, yeah, that's going to be great. And like, yeah, like you said, there's nothing like that level, you have that feeling, the visceral, and it totally is visceral. You're sort of feeling it in your stomach. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, soon. Yeah, yeah, that'll be that'll be good for you guys. You're touring around Europe, and then hopefully we can see you over here after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think of, we we've got two year visas, so hopefully they'll hopefully they'll still be uh, <laughs> valid. Uh, but I think yeah, we definitely plan to come over and play some shows as soon as we can. Yeah, that's great. Possible, yeah. So I want to talk about the album a little bit. Um, for starters, what was it like to make an album without Gerard? I mean, this is the first uh, record that's happened with, so that's got to feel yeah. a little different. Uh, do you know, um, it did a little, but um, uh, I guess for, uh, at the same time, um, Dave, who has been in the band for about 15 years. Yeah. Um, well, firstly, um, we were aware that Jerry was was going to leave the band. We did some shows with him at the end, and so that we mm-hmm. kind of put a press statement collectively. Uh, and so we did work for a few more months. Um, so by the time we got to the studio, you know, that, um, I, I, well, I guess that, that you, you know, we kind of knew what was going to happen. So it wasn't, it wasn't as though it was a kind of dramatic split or anything. Sure, like. yeah. So we, were, we kind of were able to prepare for what was coming. So, um, but anyway, we get to the studio. And so Dave, who is, we always thought of him as the new guy. He's been with <laughs> us for about 15 years. Right. <laughs> um, Dave was always on keyboards and guitar. Um, but he's primarily a bass player, so when we were when we were when it came time to start making new music, it made sense for Dave to go on to bass. Sure. Uh, and then uh, in terms of uh, keyboards, uh, we asked my friend Eros Childs from Gorky's Zygotic Monkey to right. come in. And you've known him for a really long time, so long, that must long, have been really comfortable. Yeah, exactly. So so you know it wasn't as though there were people coming in from the outside that we didn't know. They were Eros was kind of part of the family, you know. Right. Um, so, it, um, so you know, maybe the and and also I think before we we got to the studio, we'd done some gigs with this lineup. So maybe for the first few shows that looked left, Jerry wasn't there and he was there, but you know, we, we I think we did, we did maybe before getting to the studio. Well, we actually did uh, you know a tour, thirty shows or something like that. So it, it felt fine. Felt great. Um, yeah, and then we got to the studio, um, and you know, myself and Raymond had songs. Uh, and uh, we just started recording, and it felt, you know, I, I guess there's also a thing, you know, um, any change, um, 
uh, especially in bands, when when you change lineups or something happens that changes the dynamic, it's kind of invigorating as well. You kind of you mm-hmm. kind of want to explore what you can do with this new arrangement of of you know people on instrumentation. Yeah. And so uh, and so we were all really keen to get going and, and you know get working on this album, and it felt great. We had a really enjoyable time in Hamburg making it. So um, you know. I think you can sort of hear that in the record about actually, I, you know, I think you can, you know, Dave's bass playing is really unusual. It's really different than Jerry's, but it's, right. you know, he, he's, a, he's got a very different style and Eros um, has, has has brought his idiosyncratic things with him, you know, and and his voice as well. So, so we just, we, 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 we just, you know, got down to working. Right. And, uh, yeah. Was it fun doing those shows, those, uh, you said that those sort of 30 dates, was it fun to kind of approach those older songs with, the new guys doing different ways too. Yeah. That must have been fun. It, it was. I think we made a decision quite early on that it, we didn't really feel comfortable doing Jerry's songs without him being there. Right. You know? And uh, and we've got you know the one thing um, if you've been around for thirty years it means that you've got a lot of songs. You've got a bit of a back catalogue. So right. we started to look at things. You know, and I think especially Raymond's songs because I think most of the singles were either my songs or Jerry's. That's maybe just the way that the label wanted to do that. Generally, we we tend to let Labels suggest singles. We we're happy for sure. anything to be a single, and and I'll, I've always thought that we kind of neglected Raymond's songs, even you know, because we've written equally on all of the albums. Mm-hmm. So it gave us a chance to go back and explore some of his things from the, the past, uh, and we found lots of songs that we hadn't played in years, and so it was good. You know, we we, we you know we, we you know we started you know uh, started sort of working on those, and and that was, that was really exciting for us to sort of bring these forgotten songs you know back to life i, I did, didn't mean that we had to try and remember the parts that we played on them which wasn't so easy but we got there in the end you know like we didn't have to go back to the multi-track tapes and you know isolate all the individual tracks and kind of work it out yeah so i've known plenty of musicians who have bought their had to buy their old songs on itunes <laughs> to yeah it's, it's amazing like, because, i've never i haven't played this in years i mean let's do it in years it's a thing, right? Because very often, in an, with every album, there are maybe three or four songs that will stick and remain for you know the later, you know, the following years. But most of them are kind of left behind with the album, you know. And uh, and yeah, so there there are lots of our songs that I, can't, I would have to take me a bit of time to work out yeah. what was playing on them. But uh, yeah, so yeah, same for most musicians for sure. For sure. Um, and then yeah, you were talking about kind of the songwriting stuff, and this is the first time you and uh, Raymond really split the album yeah, together so was it I mean it sounded like you guys had a lot of ideas coming uh, into recording and a lot of songs written so it probably yeah. wasn't any pressure or anything like that but yeah I don't think it was I mean I think as a musician um, you tend to have a, I'm sure all like you know, most other musicians are the same as me and then you have some finished songs and you've got lots of little fragments and ideas for songs you know and then you'll maybe focus on a selection of those ideas which and you know um, for the album, and uh, so you've always got a few things in the background. But if you think about it, the way we had split the songwriting before was um, you know I take four, Raymond would take four, Jerry would take four. Mm-hmm. So really, for myself and Raymond, it meant that we had to come up with two songs each if we wanted to have twelve songs, which we did in the end. So it wasn't that much of a stretch really, right. because like I say, there are you always we always have things floating around. So yeah, and it all came to together pretty quickly. You know, mm-hmm. and, and also, I guess the fact that we hadn't released an album for four years meant that there was a, a reservoir there. <laughs> yeah. ideas. So, um, so yeah, it was fine. Yeah, that's great. Um, it was interesting. 
I really like the record, first of all. Um, been listening to it a bunch the last few weeks since they sent it over, uh, since Merge sent it over. And uh, it, what I found was interesting is I know you made this long before we were all isolated and stuff, but there's there's lyrics uh, about that, like, oh, I had it written down. Back in the day, it has a line about life has gone away and it's not coming back tomorrow. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, yeah, I think those are the, the, the musings of uh, uh, middle-aged men, late middle-aged men in our 50s. So maybe that, you know, um, and facing mortality, uh, perhaps that kind of fed into, you know, uh, the, 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 the way people are feeling about the pandemic. But yeah, you're right, some of these are relatable situation that we've found ourselves in uh, as, a, you know, as the human beings. Um, and yeah, a few people have said that to me, ODG, you know, and quite a few people I've spoken to thought that the album was written during the pandemic and, you know, nope. I had to say, no, it was all done before, um, as coincidental. So yeah, it's, yeah, purely coincidence. But yeah, yeah. It really goes to tell you how even these things that we're going through right now really are somewhat universal experiences, whether it's happening right now or it's happening, you know, you just feel lonely sometimes, even when it's... Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, exactly. And and yes, uh, you know, whether that be, you know, in your mind or, you know, um, you know whatever, you know, definitely. I, you know, we kind of write um, from the, you know, a, a personal perspective and, that, and how we view our lives and the world and our place in it. That's how we write, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, we never, uh, we, we, we spoke about this recently um, about the fact that we never discuss each other's lyrics, you know? Someone <laughs> will come in and put down the lyric, but you know, you just kind of, you know, no one ever says, what's, what's that about? You know, we never do that. We don't go there. <laughs> you yeah. know, just accept that someone, that someone's externalized their thoughts and feelings. And you know we we don't that that's enough. We don't analyze each other's songs in that way. Um, so, but yeah, so I think we you could say that we always write from our, our personal sort of perspective in terms of our place in the world uh, and where how we are how we're feeling at that time. You know. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so there's one song I was wondering about, but I forgive me because I don't have the liner notes. So I was uh, in our dreams. Was that you or was that? Raymond? That's one of Raymond's actually. Okay. And, and actually, we're about to. We've just. Uh, it's got this one with the wah wah pedal at the top. The, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. One of Raymond's. We're, we're actually just about to um, uh, shoot a video clip for that tomorrow. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. So that's uh, that's going to we're, we're going to go. You know, it's, that's going to be the the last track that we release before the album. Oh yeah, before the album comes. So yeah, that one will be burned in your brain <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. We actually did a, we did a, a day of filming on Friday there, and I actually couldn't remember what I played, uh, but I do now. I know what I played now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it's capoed on the seven. Oh yeah, I got it now. So yeah, it was a good opportunity to work. That's another one, you know, marked off the list. Right. To, to good practice. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Um, we're getting to the end of the time I think we have, but one thing I want to ask was about uh, a Catholic education. So last year was yeah. your birthday and uh, you know, a lot of bands do those sort of nostalgic tours and play the thing again. And I, you did those, some of those shows. Well, now it's two or three years ago. Yeah. We, but, yeah. Uh, have you ever thought about doing like a longer tour for one of those records? And do you ever even revisit those albums for a listen? Some, I know some artists do some artists yeah. kind of don't ever listen to them. Well, you know, not often, but I don't know if you're aware of a thing called the Tim's Twitter listening parties. Mm -hmm. Tim Burgess from the Charlatans has done this thing and it's really great actually. And they have it, it, people listen, you pick a specific album and you listen to it, you know, and then you have the artist 
listen along yep. and then sort of comment or, or you know and whatever uh with anecdotes and whatever and uh, so that's you know that we, we we've done two of them we did bandwagon-esque and grand prix and so normally i don't listen to i, I get more pre- pleasure listening to other people's music right, right, and, right. Uh, um but um but actually, it's, occasionally it's nice to go back and listen to them. And it was nice to, to go back, you know, with the Tim's Twitter listening parties and, you know, listen after what, you know, I maybe listen to the albums once every few years. I did, however, listen to Catholic Education quite recently, a, a month or so ago. And I somehow had the notion to, I wonder what that sounds yeah. like. And actually, I thought it sounded fine. You know, I can, I mean... Uh, I, you know, I, I don't know what I was trying to do with my sort of vocal style. I've got a bit more of a drawl, or I, I don't think I quite found my voice. But it wasn't a completely unpleasant experience. Let's put it that way. It didn't sound <laughs> so bad because yeah. it's hard to listen to your own stuff and not find all the flaws. Whereas yeah, everyone else finds the good things. You listen to go, oh, I messed that I, up. That's, that's right. Yeah, that's all you do. You just find fault in it, and you just think of the things you could have done to improve it. You kind of don't. Yeah, you just don't listen to the. I, mean, I, I do the same when I listen to someone else's album. You know, because I think when you've made an album, you, you can sit, sort of hear all of the parts and you can break it all yeah. down. But when you, I, when I listen to other people's music, I just hear the whole thing, and I just have to imagine what the studio was like and what the dynamic is between the musicians and whatever you know. But when you've been right in the middle of it, you can't do that. You know. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, those uh, those listening parties are really cool, and you're fun to follow on Twitter, too. <laughs> oh, thanks. Okay, well, let's see, I enjoy doing them, and it's funny. The thing is, though, Tim told me before I did them, some people have said to me, God, you're really, you're really good at typing. And so what you do is you actually do a bit of prep, right? So what you do, yeah, what you do is you have a listen through the record, and then you sort of think, you, 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 you sort of think what you'd like to see about each track, and then you write it in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a couple of days before, so yeah, what you have to do is very quickly cut and paste into, your, yeah. you know, into Twitter as the thing goes along, you know. Um, so that was a good tip. But yeah, people yeah. have said to me, it's amazing, you're so good at typing, you should, you know, <laughs> get a job at the typing pool or something like that. <laughs> you know? um, but yeah, no, that's, uh, that's how I did it. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, I really like the record and I'm really looking forward to when you guys can hit the road and uh, come over here whenever well, that I- might be. <laughs> Oh, thanks. Whereabouts are you, Kevin? I'm in Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, oh, yeah, I thought it was. I saw Central Time, yeah. Yeah, Central yeah. Time. So, man, I do not remember the last time you guys came through here, but you know, we'll see if you guys can make it work. Yeah, that would be great. You know, we've driven through your part of the world re- fairly recently, but, yeah, we did, we've not done that many shows. Sure. Um, but we, we, of course, we would love to because it's always fun going and seeing somewhere new, you know, and uh, yeah, we, so amazing. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully, Kevin, I can see you over there. Try a, a, a fine local ale somewhere in a bar. I'll, I'll show you around if you ever come to town. <laughs> you, got, you got a deal there for sure. Yeah, that's great. Well, uh, thanks so much for your time today. It was really great talking to you. Thanks for listening to my talk with Norman Blake of Teenage Fan Club here on Pops and Hisses. Subscribe to the Pops and Hisses podcast on your favorite podcast app or head to popsandhisses.com where you can listen to the podcast, find more music news, reviews, interviews, and of course, lots more podcast episodes. I'm your host, Kevin Coffey, and you can follow me on Twitter as at Omaha Music Guy or find my page on Facebook by searching for my name, Kevin Coffey. My last name spelled C-O-F-F-E-Y. Thanks to Herdat Media for producing the show, and I encourage you to check out Herdat's network of podcasts. There's entertainment, there's sports, there's fitness. We've got all of it. Find it all at herdatmedia.com.
com slash network. That's H-U-R-R-D-A-T media.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time. A Huda Media Production.